0: And welcome to Aussie Vision, this is Dale.
1: And g'day, this is Mike.
0: And welcome to our Eurovision weekly show where we go through the national final uh, results and events of this weekend and also a bit of the news during the week.
1: Yes, and there is a fair bit to cover this week with quite a lot happening around the place.
0: And you may tell that our audio is a little bit different this week. For the first Mm -hmm. time ever, we've had to record uh, remotely because I'm in the Philippines, Mabuhay, and Mm -hmm. you're back in Australia, Michael.
1: Yes, I'm just in boring old Brisbane. No, no exotic countries for me this week.
0: Yeah, so this is the first time we've had to do this. So look, apologies, our audio quality won't be quite as as good as usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's not that great at the best <laughs> of times.
1: Well, we have got a lot to get through, does. So why don't we kick it off straight away with the big national final that finished this morning here in Australia. That is Finland with UMK. Now you were up early to watch the show. What were your thoughts on the show?
0: Yeah, um, I had to get up and watch this. I was not missing UMK even though it was 3 a.m. here rather than 5 a.m. in Australia. Dude. Um, But, like, great show, like, really good show. And I just watching a national final, number one, with English commentary, with a stream that worked really well, just this acknowledgement of fans, it felt just really – Just really a a big love letter to Eurovision and the whole community. And then you have the songs on top of it. Great production. I think everyone did a very good job, some better than others, but I I loved the show.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it uh, from all the clips I saw and everything. One thing I will say with uh, UMK, they have their own sort of flavour and their own style that they do things in. The Finns really, really works for them. So I was really impressed with a lot of the staging uh, with the songs today and and just the general vibe of the show as well. So well done. Well done to Finlum.
0: Yeah, exactly. And look, I think we all know the one that stood out, Michael, don't we?
1: Yes, I guess we should talk about the winner. Let's have a listen to Karia with Cha Cha Cha. Well, it did go in one of the favourites, Dale. It won the jury. It smashed the telly vote and it ran away with it in the end. Any surprise there for you?
0: No, no real surprise. Um, The only probably, I thought it was more open going into the show, but once Mm. all the performances were done, I just felt the energy and what came through in this was just so big. It was really built up beforehand as well. Everyone knew it was the kind of favourite. The crowd were just like, eating it all up I don't Mm -hmm. think he even had like he brought so much energy the crowd absolutely loved it you could feel that coming through the crowd went nuts and we know the Finns we know from experience (laughs) the Finns we watched the semi-final of Eurovision in Finland they don't get excited about much (laughs) they were going off this has (laughs) it and watch out Liverpool this has a real chance of doing well
1: yeah, it was very impressive, wasn't it? And that you're right, the energy in that stadium was electric. Now, I've got to say I really liked the staging. I'm glad they stayed with that kind of uh boxing ring kind of motif thing that he had from his video and his, you know, oversized arms, etc. He sort of I, I think it was crazy enough and impactful enough without going into silly areas. So um uh, the dances were really interesting. I thought the choreo the choice of choreography was very interesting as well, but uh I have to say, hands down, the best one I think we saw this morning.
0: Yeah, as I say, the the bits that I loved about the staging particularly, I love the start. I love that he kicks out the wooden slat and then comes down and looks like just, like, I'm like a maniac, right? <laughs> like, what's he gonna do? Like, he's gonna punch you in the face. And then it's real full on kind of aggression with the whole thing. Um, I'll come back to the dances for the middle part. I think it really ended well. Like, I think where that kind of more, when it moves into the more pop um, mm-hmm. and you had the dances and you had the kind of um, human centipede moment where he was riding them, <laughs> um, I, I thought that was great. And just mm. the crazy chaotic energy and the way he just collapsed at the end of the whole thing Uh, that was to me all the big positives of the staging
1: yeah you're right the ending went into almost like a starscape as well so they did change up the feel of it so i thought it it kept things interesting as well but gosh he's he's a performer and i think he's gonna really really catch the eye in liverpool
0: yeah so this is the the part where and i put this out on twitter today and got a bit of blowback um (laughs) but i will explain so i was not a fan of the overall staging and the reason Mm. is was um it was the the Pink dancers, right? I think (laughs) they come in 30 seconds into the song. Now you've got this part where Padilla is just such as so much charisma. He's magnetic. You want to keep your eyes on him and he can do so much. You know, he can carry this song for a long way. 30 seconds in, we get four dancers all in bright pink a pink that really matches that neon green but he's got puffy sleeve and there's four pink dancers that complete distract the eye for me and almost a little bit like i love to play on the cha-cha-cha with the dancers like i think that's clever but i think it doesn't need to come in so soon i would like to see much more time for him to establish um himself in that performance longer into it and then bring that in later on, particularly as a song moves on through its different um parts of it. And the thing that I was getting back is like, well, I just wanted to tell you that. So what are you talking about? <laughs> this is more about Liverpool because that yeah. finished crowd, it wouldn't have mattered what he did. It would not have mattered. These songs have been around for a couple of months. It's massively popular. You it's preaching to the converted. So they didn't really care so much when you got a new crowd in a kind of chaotic song. I just think it brought too much chaos, particularly when they were in the boxing ring and pulling faces mm. and being weird. It yeah. distracted yeah. from him. I felt that's all. <laughs>
1: no, fair enough. There was a lot going on and you're right. They didn't hold back. They're doing the maniacal kind of faces and they're jumping around. And, but I guess we've got a couple of months before we get to Liverpool. So there might be some refinement done on that whole package. One would imagine.
0: Exactly. I'm just talking improvements. Like don't get <laughs> Like I love so much of it. And I think that's the thing is, is I just found them a bit too distracting. I you th- I think you can work them better and let him shine a bit more for an audience who won't necessarily know who he is, unlike the fans.
1: Yeah, yeah fair point. I was going to mention he got 52.9% of the televote. vote. That's huge. It's pretty much every second vote went to him.
0: Yeah, very much like, you know, Blind Channel when they won yeah, by yeah. a mile and we saw mm-hmm. how well they did at Eurovision. I think he can do better. I think yeah. this is a real contender, hence why I'm being very picky on the staging.
1: No fair enough I have to say I think it's a bit of a contender as well let's have a quick chat about some of the others shall we second place went to Portion Boys what did you think of their performance?
0: Yes good and it's uh, I discovered through the English commentary it's Portion Boys even though it's English they they, (laughs) they say it finished in a weird way this was a complete and utter mess but Mm. it was amazing it just brought so much joy I really enjoyed it like you, I could forgive that mess because it kind of brought the energy of the song and what they were trying to do.
1: Yeah, and it started at the very, very start when they all sort of break off and run around the stage like Headless Chickens kind of thing. Really does set the tone, doesn't it? And it was, there was this and this and this. and I'm surprised it was probably a little more subtle with the staging than I thought it might be. Um, But they certainly brought the, the craziness to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, normally, like doing a movie and things like that all at once is just like the total wrong thing to do in staging. But for somehow for them, yeah. that was <laughs> kind of the big energy. They, brought. I know what you mean. I thought there would be almost more of a big, more theatrical production Chicle. to this, a little yes. bit like the video. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I like what they did. I just, I went, that was awful, but I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Cause I didn't know where to look, what was going on.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> It wasn't so much for me on that one. Look, it it came second. Yeah, no, not so much for me that one. Uh, Second in the televote. So, you know, it was a fair way behind, 14%, but the juries didn't come for it at all with 28. Did that surprise you?
0: No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) This is is always going to flop with the juries. But um, when they read read out the televote at the start, I thought I was expecting a really big result. And it ended up being the second best. But I thought at first, oh, that wasn't as strong as I was thinking it was going to be. Mm-hmm. because then, obviously, um, Cha-Cha-Cha stole all the votes. It was a very good telly vote, considering.
1: All right, third place went to Kira with No Business on the dance floor. I have to say, this is higher up than I thought it was probably going to be at the start of the show. But having said that, I thought she did a fantastic job of the vocal on this song, and it was a pretty tight package overall.
0: Yeah, clean little girly pop song that we love, you know. I mm-hmm. think people, there was enough to love on the jury and the tally vote side, and I think... I expected this to be about middle of the pack and maybe a chance of the podiums. I'm so pleased that she got the place because I think she did a good job. I think vocally was stronger in the chorus, but overall um, it was solid. I thought that could have potentially fallen apart, but I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I was quite uh, happy with that one because I do like the song. Quickly, we'll go down some of the others here. Robert Packerlin, fourth. Again, drew's not so big on this one, but the telly vote wasn't too bad. I really quite liked these little trampolini kind of move things. I've never seen that before in a live performance. So that was something fresh and
0: original. Yeah, exactly. Better than those. Who were the ones that were just jumping up and down on the trampolines back in Eurovision? Was it Greece? <laughs> was
1: Greece. yeah, 2014. Oh, yeah.
0: That was a mess. <laughs> um, but this is actually quite choreographed well. Like when he did it the first time, like I was like, wow, that's good. And it cool. got a bit more complicated. I think one of them, he almost kind of fell, but it was, it was good. And yeah. Was he was putting,
1: putting twists in there and stuff like that. So it was pretty, yeah. It looked pretty technically hard.
0: Yeah. You're not at the European <laughs> gymnastics championship, mate. <laughs> Calm down. But no, I liked it. I liked he was trying to do something different. Um, ultimately, I don't think people came from as much as I thought they would. He is very hmm. popular, but ultimately there were just other places to look. And yeah. it was all very good. But, um, yeah, I thought maybe he he might have snuck into that top three.
1: Yeah, I agree. Some of the more bombastic ones probably caught the attention more than him. Kumar with their soul. I know you like this one, Dale, just quickly. What did you think?
0: Oh uh, Yeah, very solid and good. I just don't think this translates as well to um, a live kind of performance. It's a great studio track, but mm. I think they probably needed to have more impact in their staging. They just kind of did it. And those effects they used after once, it was kind of just rinse and repeat and kind of just Mm -hmm. fell away to me a bit.
1: I agree. The first time I saw those sort of visual effects, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And then my halfway through it, I'm like, can we think of something else now? Can we do something different? So yeah, unfortunately, didn't quite land it live. Lysandra came in second last. Can't say I'm too surprised with this one.
0: Yeah, she did well with the juries, which is nice Ooh. to see. Like, you know, and I think standing out with something different. And it is a really nice song. I know some people are a big fan of this, particularly uh, one of our patrons, Evan, who just his whole favourite song of the season, Um, unfortunately, didn't work out that well. But I'm not surprised that the telly vote didn't come for it. So, yes, jury, no telly boat.
1: Yes, I'll be in total agreement with that one. And bringing up the rear, there was Benjamin with his song, Hoy the I have to say, I don't think it really kind of landed in the live, but he certainly gave a lot to the performers.
0: Yeah, there was some past the staging I liked. Um, I just, yeah, I just expected more. I was a little bit mm. worried about this. I think we saw a little bit of the rehearsal footage during the week and I was like, oh, I'm not sure this is going to land as much. But mm. I think also that video and that live, I'm sorry, that studio is so good that our expectations were very high as well. But I'm kind of not shocked. To see him finish at the bottom, but I don't Mm. think you would have been saying that after hearing the studios when he looked like to be a real contender.
1: Yeah, I agree. It looks like the tally vote sort of deserted him there. It's a lot to pull off a performance just on your own, particularly when you're a fairly young performer. He did have a dancer come out at one stage, which was interesting, and they had those sort of uh, what do you call them, like fluorescent lights in a circle, which you could see one of the guys putting them out during the performance as well. But so, yeah, unfortunately for me, just fell a little flat in the live, but the studio is fantastic.
0: I mean, UMK, can we just say what a great set of um, songs for a national final. I think maybe the hype of the studio songs, maybe the national final is a live event, maybe didn't quite match the hype, but it was mm-hmm. still very, 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 very good um, an excellent national final and Finland is so on the right track.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. The songs themselves, fantastic. And that's always going to point you in the direction of having a good show if you have good songs.
0: And ultimately, when you sometimes get a national final with a whole bunch of songs, sometimes it can be a good national final without sending an amazing entry, like a lot of depth, but without a big cracking song. The fact that Cha 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 just won that in a landslide with those quality songs means we're both for Finland, they've got a great national final, and boy, do they have a great entry for Liverpool.
1: Yeah, but they definitely made the right choice.
0: Well, once Finland finished, all the Eurovision fans flocked over to watch the San Marino. And boy, did they have a long wait to get to the results. This show went for hours. It was more, it was trying to be a mini Sanremo. And I tell you why, it doesn't match the quality. I can watch four or five hours of Sanremo. I cannot watch four to five hours of San Marino.
1: And sometimes when they cut to the crowd too, they just look genuinely bored. You know, like it was so unfortunate. And they yeah. had so many songs as well just to get through. It was it was a big show.
0: There was a lot of performances. it would come out every five minutes to perform. <laughs> Albano could perform. it did like a soliloquy like they do in like – it was just – it went on forever. And I felt sorry for those people in that crowd, as you said. Like, they have been sitting in those seats for like, – it, it was just like too much. Anyway, anyway, that was the yeah. show itself. Who ended up taking out the crown, Michael?
1: Well, we did have a winner there in San Marino. This is Peaked Jacks with – like an animal.
0: I
2: in my stomach time
0: a bit of a surprise winner. I don't think many fans who've been watching this for the last few days had kind of picked them to jump out of here. But Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, this was a jury-chosen song for San Marino, um, what were your thoughts on the entry and it winning?
1: Yeah, look, I have to say, I think they actually had a few in the running here that could have possibly been decent entries at Eurovision. This wasn't one of them for me. (laughs) This really doesn't do much for me at all. And it's a rock song, yet somehow I find it, very middling almost there's not much that really I remember about it or stand out the band seems fine they seem competent they come across well across the screen but yeah I think there was a couple of others in there that probably jumped out of me a bit more than this one
0: the only thing that jumps out for me on this one is the smell you like an animal line <laughs> you know what you know that line it is smell you <laughs> like an animal right I think that, so, is, yes. that is just weird that is just weird weird right like when they
1: say Marino I guess
0: yeah I mean I've been following (laughs) most of the things obviously Alfie Okuri which we'll get to is in it so we've been keeping an eye on this and I switched over like halfway through um the show and when they recapped the first half like I was like oh that's good that's good that's good when this came up I was like what the hell was that well at least that one's not going to be in the running and then it won (laughs) I I know I mean nothing against the boys I'm sure they'll put something together other than that odd line that's okay but I just this just did not jump out to me, you know. All this process to get this winner.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where I probably have the issue. It was such a long, drawn out process, and then ultimately, I don't know who this jury is, but they've gone for that. Like, I just find it so head scratching.
0: Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, we've got another um, band. This is definitely the year of the bands in Eurovision. Mm. Um, so we've got another band. The San Marino are in our semi final. They are, aren't they?
1: They, I think they are. Yes
0: yeah exactly so another one to contend with here but yeah it's it's an interesting one because i do agree with you there were some really interesting types of songs there was guys with the accordion which i thought was really good actually and there's a few (laughs) other ones in there that i think could have at least stood out i think
1: yeah definitely shall we move on to the one that came second because it's one of the ones i thought that really stood out and that's the devas with uh, flowers on mars which was the translation they came second now for me this one definitely had a real sort of eurovision flavor without falling into sort of cliche
0: yeah totally agree at least this would have had something and i think Mm -hmm. in thinking about the lineup to eurovision i know that's not what the jury are doing but even about where a song or something could stand out it would have had something to grab Mm -hmm. attention where i feel like this is just going to be that other kind of rock song with the weird line so i don't know again odd choice
1: yeah, totally agree. A couple of others that stood out for me just quickly. Roy Pussy with his trumpet song It opened the show. I thought that that had massive impact. That was kind of catchy. Probably not Eurovision quality, but it's still one of the ones that kind of stood out for me.
0: Exactly. Also, with 100% Televote, you know, it hasn't hurt them to go down the slight novelty route in the past. Or the Zenit, uh, not Zenit. Yeah. Sorry, you weren't novelty, Zenit. Sir hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, that has kind of worked for them. A little bit, something quirky, a bit out there, and a bit fun. So mm. I liked it. And that was one, right, with the kind of borrowed suits from City Zenny.
1: Yes, yes, it was. It, <laughs> it was, was great. High energy, energy performance. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was a little repetitive. Now, they only released the top 10, really, uh, as far as results go. So so Eiffel 65 or one of the big uh, names in this one. Their song Movie Star. What did you think of that one? It came fifth in the end.
0: Well, they're lucky to come fifth. Yeah. Um, like, let's just say they're not supreme vocalists. <laughs> but yes. look, it was, it was fine. It, I mean, it was okay. It, it really, for for what they can kind of do in their kind of like EDM-y um, Euro pop stuff, this was, felt a bit run of the mill, really. I, th- I was expecting mm-hmm. something a bit more fun and quirky from them.
1: Yeah, I thought they cleaned up the vocal a bit from their uh, heat as well, which so it was a little stronger on this occasion. Now, a couple of other names. You already mentioned Alfie. We don't have a position for him, but what did you think of him? He did win the Critics' Prize.
0: Yeah, he wins a Critics' Prize, but doesn't make the top ten. It's so strange, right? The whole thing is confusing. And poor Alfie, when he came out and he won the award, he didn't know what he'd won. The host was like, do you know what I've said? He's like, no. And he's like, (laughs) well, you won this. It's a special thing and whatever. (laughs) Don't worry, you're still in the running, and he's like, Okay, looked very confused. And weren't we all basically? I thought he did a really good performance today. Mm. I think he was vocally, um, very strong. I thought he did a really good job. He had this big giant moon behind him. Um, yeah. so we're not sure if that really up- equated with the song, but it stood out at least. Mm-hmm. I, he came across as one of like the really more professional, slick performers of the bunch. Um, but with 22 songs, maybe it was just um, a bit of too safe kind of European. Mm-hmm. Um, pop, maybe kind of ballad
1: yeah, I'll agree with that. It probably just didn't jump out like some of the others, but somehow how it's not in the top 10 is beyond me. <laughs> the only other one I'll mention here is Renella. She did make the final in the end, got there via the rapper
0: charge. What do you think of hers? Yeah, look, I thought this was all right. Look, you know, mm. Renella who was in Eurovision last year, I won't lie, I've not been the biggest fan of how she's handled herself in the last 12 months, but, you know, I think she's giving it a go. She doesn't think she's above something like this, which is good. Mm. And she had to go through the repertoire and she'd handled it all well. And I thought she did a a decent little performance. I could see that this would be something I could imagine a fic. So Mm. I wonder if that was meant to happen or not. Who knows? But I think, again, it probably should have been in the ten. I thought, too.
1: Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised too, uh, not to see it in that top 10. I have to say overall too, the stage and and the staging looked a little better this year from San Marino. Um, so that was a bit of a step up. But ultimately, like I say, I'm just a bit surprised we ended up getting that winner.
0: Exactly. And big hats off again about Alfie, because like Alfie, since Australia Decides, has... Gone to the Golden Stag Music Festival in Romania, which is a huge um, song festival. Like it's one of the you just go a level down from Eurovision, and that is how um, mm-hmm. big it is. And he won a great award for singing a song in full Romanian.
2: He then mm-hmm.
0: wrote a song for Cyprus for Eurovision twenty twenty, which obviously didn't get to go. He competed for Australia at New Wave, which is probably the next one down from Eurovision, really, mm-hmm. and did a great job coming fifth. And now he's competed in San Marino, won a critics' prize. He did that flying just after world pride he did the semi-final no sound checks no nothing you walk Mm. onto that stage and you start singing um Mm. he did an interview with kiriakos which is worth checking out so hats off he's made this kind of european career for himself out of australia's size because that's where it came from yeah it's
1: good to see his hard work paying off isn't it it looks like he's starting to forge that career in europe so good on him and he's putting himself out there and going really well. exactly
0: Well, fans had some difficult decisions to make this morning. It was kind of, there was a bit of Finland versus Sweden going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you caught the action from Melody Festival and my internet could not handle doing too many things at once in this hotel room. Uh, <laughs> tell us, Michael, who ended up going direct to finale from uh, ah. Melody Festival Island today?
1: Well, yes, direct to finale from the first round of voting was Lorreen with her soul tattooed. Now, there was some drama I'm sure a lot of people know about. We did have a stage invader, uh, which we had to reset the entire performance and start again. I thought the host and everybody and Lorene handled that very, very well. But uh, yes, straight through in the first round, and I cannot say I'm surprised because it is quite the package. And joining Lorene into the final is Smash Into Pieces with this song Six Feet Under. Nice melodic Melfest rock song, typical from what you expect in
0: Melfest. And right, what about the semi-finals? There's some tight scoring, wasn't there?
1: There was. Uh, there was only a point in it in the end. Let's go with uh, the first act that went through, which is Kiana with her song, Where Did You Go? Very bouncy little girl pop number. This one opened the show. I was quite impressed with this one. And just sneaking in by one point, Mariette with her song, One Day. Got 56 points, just knocking out Axel with 55. So very tight in the end.
0: And what you just obviously mentioned one of the persons who missed out. But um, those last few, can you wrap up who's knocked out of Melfis and their journeys all over?
1: Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately for Axel, he did miss out by one point. Also leaving us were Signe and Horgi uh, with their song Edelweiss. Very sweet little uh, Swedish number there from the uh, the duo. And also Emil Henro with Mera Mera, which I thought was really good. I thought it
0: was really catchy. Probably,
1: how can I say this? I don't know if he really held the stage as much as, as some of the other performers, shall we say.
0: And talking about performance, there was a legend who did a guest appearance, wasn't there?
1: There certainly was. Carola uh, came out, she performed all her mega hits and uh, Eurovision songs. So It was absolutely fantastic. She has still got it. And the crowd went nuts for it as well.
0: Yes, I think it's 40 years since she first went in Eurovision with Frommling when she was like mm. so young. I think she was like mm. 17 or something like that. And out of her three Eurovision songs, I have to say Frommling is my favorite easily. I love it. And then probably Invincible would be second. Her winner is my third. Sorry about it. Ooh. But what a legend. She's so good.
1: Yeah, she is. And I'll have to disagree. I think Invincible is the best one. Well, that's all the heat's over for Melody Festival and we have our semi-final next week. So eight songs competing. This used to be Andra Shunson, but now it's just in the one semi-final, and we don't have any silly duels or anything like that. So we'll see who joins the others in the grand final.
0: Exactly. They'll be making up the acts that will be taking part in one of Europe's and Eurovision's biggest national selection show.
1: Now, also this morning was the second semifinal of Song for Kepnan out of Iceland there, Dale. Uh, what did you think of our second batch of songs?
0: Yeah, it was really. I didn't get to watch this live because obviously a million things going on, but I did catch up with the videos afterwards and I didn't know the results. So I went and watched the five to try and think who's going to get through and then I looked up afterwards and I was kind of uh, totally kind of agreed. I was happy with it, but I was kind of also surprised about one of them getting through, but I was happy about it, but well, I guess we'll talk about them soon.
1: Yes, we will. Well, let's have a talk about who got through. Let's start with Lany og Skugamir with their song OK. This is one, it's got a bit of a sort of country, as not country is not the right word, is it? But almost it's like sort of,
0: rockabilly kind of, Yes. yeah.
1: That's the word I was looking for, that rockabilly vibe, Um, a bit of, you know, they seem like quite experienced performers and the crowd really, really enjoyed that one.
0: I remember when we were like, just started to talk about Iceland when the first songs came out and we went, hang on, watch this. Cause we all, remember I brought up Man blues. Yes. And it's like this at least stands out a little bit. There's all of these kind of wispy Icelandic kind of mid tempo things and everyone's very mm. serious. And then a, cu- a couple of little pop things. And then there was just this that just sort of stood out yeah. and they didn't even, they don't even sing a note for like the first minute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was when it started I'm like is someone going to sing? I'm pretty sure it's compulsory somebody has to sing. We can't just have a mu- instrumental track here. But it, it, you're right, it just had it such a point of difference that I was not surprised that this qualified one little bit.
0: Yeah, I felt like I was watching a really good quality like musician at the start Ooh. like oh wow, these guys are really cool if I was in a bar and this was playing and they were live this would be awesome. But then you got the kind of the chorus of the kind of the hook and the more Ooh. kind of Eurovision inverted commas kind of things come through. Not that they say a lot of lyrics in this because there's a lot of the repeating of okay, but it's still <laughs> catchy. So you've got this good music. You've got very few lyrics. I mean, Michael, this is like the nocturne of Iceland <laughs> this year. It's just mainly instrumental and a few words. It's just very different. I, I like yeah. the way they stand out.
1: And the okay part, even though it's very simple and very repetitive, it will stick with people. So I suspect that's going to do pretty well. Now, joining them in the final, there is Siga. Now, she performed last on the night. What did you think of this boppy little number?
0: I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. I liked the little staging um, Mm. part they had to it. It it had a kind of like 80s vibe, obviously. That comes up a lot with a lot of things. But I thought this was really fun. Um, I remember hearing it first in the studio, and it felt a bit run-of-the-mill. But I think she held it really together, and it does pop and stand out in this lineup.
1: Yeah, it almost had a little sort of Melfest flavour to it, didn't it? Oh, you're right. They made some interesting uh, st- staging decisions, like having, it was almost like a VHS effect. Um, even the aspect ratio on the screen, etc., It was very 80s and sort of dulled colours, et cetera. So they, they took some risks on that one. But um, yeah, for me, another one that stood out on the night.
0: Exactly. What about any of the rest? Does anyone else jump out of you?
1: Look, I thought the opening act, Ulther, is that his name? Ulfa? Um, yeah. he had an interesting song it was a big ballad and also the way it was staged the dancers were quite static and making sort of shapes behind him on chairs etc which mm. looked very very odd at times because they were upside down and everything like that but um, ultimately I didn't mind the song I thought he did a fairly good performance of that
0: yeah I thought when I saw that as the first song I was like oh I, I could see this mm-hmm. getting through uh, I thought he sang it well I liked his look I like part of the dancers. I think the verses of the song were quite good, but maybe the kind of chorus and the big parts just didn't have enough impact. Um, mm-hmm. But I did like the kind of weird things that like they're all just, all they did was stand on a chair, but it had impact somehow.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. And it certainly stood out because as I think you rightly described, the other ones quite wispy type of Icelandic songs. This one had a bit more grunt to it. I thought.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who were the duo? Like, I don't know if they're brother and sister, but they gave me those that vibe and she was walking around backwards and stuff. They looked like they were lost in the tundra.
1: Yeah, yes, Celia and Yala, uh, I think the name was Yala. I liked them, but it wasn't just much of a song there for me. And it was very Icelandic.
0: Yeah, I, I thought exactly the same thing. It was more almost like a, uh, a theatre production kind of mm-hmm. thing that I was watching. I mean, yeah, she's walking around backwards, as I mentioned, and it was very Icelandic. And that, mm-hmm. that was good. I liked it was there, but ultimately you still need to have a song.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'd probably put Kristen, the last one, into that category as well. Very Icelandic. And it was an interesting kind of performance, but unfortunately just didn't really have the power to stand out, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably fifth of the five songs for me. Yeah.
1: Well, we now move on to the grand final next week, and you'll be happy to know, Dale, that the wild card has been given to celebs from semifinal one.
0: Oh, yeah. Bring forth <laughs> the tinsel, the tinsel pants, <laughs> yeah. the red tinsel man. I said last week they will bring something to that grand final. And I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing Iceland's uh, group of songs. It's, it, they're really interesting. Like When I first yeah. heard the studios, I was not that excited. And I don't think there's anything that's looking maybe like a qualifier at this point. But mm. I'm enjoying the actual national final show.
1: I will agree Celebs is the best one to put in there as the
0: wild card because it will add just something completely different into that final. And they'll put on a great show. They love Eurovision and Song for Kepnen is such an event in Iceland and I'm sure it'll be a fantastic event next week. Right. Also starting today was Festival de Cansal, Portugal's amazing national selection show. Um, it was the first semi-final, 10 acts competing. We ended up having seven go through when there was only meant to be six because there was some kind of issue with the voting. So they had to put someone else through. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't cover <laughs> it, but we only lost three in the end.
1: We did. Of the 10, we only lost three. Yes, it was Povor was the uh, band. Apparently, the number that was given for people to call wasn't working. So the organisers decided that being the case, they would put them through to the grand final as well.
0: Uh, fair enough. It's like when someone falls sometimes in the speed skating and they get to go through, you know, <laughs> yes. without having to do anything. So we'll put it down for that. Hey, yes, uh, right. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about a couple of these without going too uh-huh. much into it because, obviously, there's a lot of songs here. Uh, uh-huh. Claudia Pascual, who took part in Eurovision 2018, she uh-huh. got through today and then had been a bit of talk about her song. What do you think of it?
1: I mean, it's very, very different than 2018. This is quite high energy. Her staging choices and sort of outfit and everything, very bright, very colourful. The song itself, a little unusual, uh, in, its, in its kind of structure, but at the same time, it has got a lot of impact. So I'm not surprised this
0: one went through. Yeah, it is. I, I quite like it, actually. And I like that she's just doing something very different. And, mm. yeah, it's it's got a different flavour. It is kind of really out there when the, the choice of the staging, the outfits and stuff. I, I think I liked it. I'm not sure 100%. <laughs> I like the studio and I, I think I like the live performance, um, but it always gets a bit bigger for the main show. So I'm just glad to see her go to the grand final. a big fan of that. So I thought that was very good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of choreography in that one as well. So I enjoyed that. Well, one of the other ones that got fans talking, Dale, was Mimi Cat with her song, I Gotta Soul." What did you think of this one? I really enjoyed this. Mm. I thought this was
0: really good. To me, there was just a quality about it that was fantastic. Um, I liked her outfit. Uh, again, I am not as that familiar with the Portuguese songs this year. We just haven't had enough time to go over it. It has a kind of French feel to this, that kind of Portuguese French sound. Not as much as that Barbara from a few years ago, when that was just pure French. This feels like mm. a fusion, and mm. I really, I really enjoyed it. it. Was it just piqued my interest?
1: Yeah, I agree. She had real impact. And I think for me, it was the vocal as well. It just really stood out. She mm-hmm. could belt that song out and that really caught your attention. Interesting little staging. We have a couch. They do enjoy a couch at uh, Festival de Cancel. I, I think there's another gear for this one also. So I don't know. I, look, I can never tell who's going to win in Portugal, but I've got to say, I think this should be a contender.
0: And there's another song that you're a bit of a fan of. Obviously, we're not going through them all. So that maybe mm-hmm. one more pick each.
1: Yes, look, for me, it was Neon Soho that uh, caught the eye with their song Endless World. Very sort of experimental, electro kind of vibe and sound. She was sort of very stark. She had this massive collar and a sort of mask on, etc. So there was some sort of art house to this, as well as a, a very, very interesting
0: song. Yeah, it was, oh, it, it grabs your attention. Uh, it got through what just on the televote, it didn't get through with the jury vote combined, which I was surprised about. I thought this would be something. <laughs> the juries in portugal would go for
1: yeah i likewise i thought this was definitely probably a jury-friendly song but yeah it required the telebook to get it over the line
0: now one that i actually didn't mind was you can't win charlie brown i don't know what i can put my finger on this other than to say it was the vibe i just really enjoyed it i was kind of watching them through and expecting i was like oh what's this going to be like and i really enjoyed it i thought it was a good performance
1: Yeah, you're probably a bit more keen on this one than I am. I have to say it's the world's worst band name to start with. I thought they were good. Um, Yeah, probably not one of the standout ones for me, but I can see why it got through.
0: Well, we've got the second semi-final next week. And once we get all the songs that are taking part in the grand final, I think we'll be across there's a lot more. You know, it is a marathon, not a sprint. So mm-hmm. um, yes, we're kind of just getting a touching a lightly on Portugal, but we know when we get to that final, they really do put on a show, and it always finishes off the national final season. So looking forward to that. Yeah, it was
1: a good first up semi-final. I think it's going to be a very, very quality grand final when we get there. Well, during the week though, we did have our song released from France. Shall we have a quick listen before we discuss this one? It was much anticipated. This is Lazara with
2: Evidemment. It's <speaking in Spanish>
1: As I said, Dale, this was highly anticipated. Did it hit the mark
0: for you? Yeah, well, first of all, can I just say, I completely almost forgot that this happened this week, not because of the song, but just how big this week has that was six days ago. It feels like that was two weeks ago. But anyway, <laughs> on to the actual um, announce of the song. Yes, highly anticipated. And I think there was a lot of people because they had such high expectations that maybe I don't know what they're imagining. It didn't mm. meet them. But to me, it did. I love this. This disco chanson is fantastic. I think um, there's so much being left here for the live performance as well. I think it's all about her. She's magnetic. She's got charisma. She just is just everything she's gonna look amazing she's gonna sound great uh i love i just love there's these d- different sections of the song that you can kind of get into that can lend itself to staging i really enjoy it it's definitely a very 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 good song hasn't blown my socks off but i do really enjoy it
1: yeah look i'm gonna agree uh it's right up there for me as one of my favorites of the year so far this just screams quality when you listen to this song the production the way it's being formed the way she performs it it is top top notch quality and I will agree with you as well they've actually left somewhere to go with this song for the live performance Uh, at this stage it's not sort of you know wow it's this is the greatest thing ever but I can tell and you can get that feeling that when this comes to live on stage this is going to find an extra 20 percent And that could have it at the top of the scoreboard.
0: Exactly. And the one concern I had about it when I first heard it was, which I think can work in its favour now, actually, is the disco thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think disco really kind of, not peaked, was huge in pop music from Dua Lipa, Kylie Minogue, et cetera, in that kind of modern uh, take on it 2020, um, Mm. maybe going into 2021. So we're a couple of years late, but it is Eurovision, so... It's not always on trends a little bit later. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of serious rock. There's some other kind of bombastic things. Nothing sounds like this. So even though maybe it's not spot on the mark where maybe music is right now, either is Chanson, right? <laughs> um, I think this can stand out and work.
1: It it feels it feels cohesive. Uh and also I I think it's not going to alienate anyone out there as far as the sort of style of music it is. Everyone's familiar with disco. I think they'll, they'll, they'll well and truly enjoy this because it is a good quality piece of music as well.
0: Yeah, it does. It definitely does need another gear to get a mm-hmm. good, good result. I think it's on for a solid result is it stands now because I feel like it does feel it gets a little bit repetible. Oh, hang on, I almost tune out two-thirds of the way through and then come back again because it feels a bit the samey so I need that big staging to just give me that little bit more oomph but I'm sure they're going to because she is the right person for it.
1: Yeah absolutely there's also a couple of pretty obvious uh, vocal moments we've got coming towards the end as well which I think will really make it stand out.
0: Now, obviously, the other big thing that happened during the week, which we've already done an entire podcast episode on, is Australia releasing their song, A Promise, from Voyager. Just within a couple of days since we did that on-the-day podcast and our first reaction, is there anything you want to kind of like add on to how you're feeling about the entry, how you think it's gone down, now we've had kind of a week to settle on it?
1: Yeah, look, I think as time has gone on, I've become more pleased with it, to be honest. I think it really has um, got a real sense of identity and it's going to stand out in Liverpool. So I'm really pleased for the publicity that the band is getting here in Australia as well. It's been good to get a bit of momentum behind that. So overall very, very happy with the way it's gone.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there's one thing that when you do an internal release like this, you can get a bigger hit because it's during the week. It did get all the breakfast news into the whole day. So I know we had to get up early, but it worked well for media coverage. When you do a Saturday night going into a Sunday morning, it's kind of quiet time sometimes in the news from the national final. So I feel like there's been much more interest and much more talk about this, but also maybe because it's standing out for what it is. And I think I, I agree. I have felt better as the week has gone on with it. I felt very good. I I feel really good about this, actually. Like, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm very pleased. And I think the reception it's got here with uh, sort of journalists, et cetera, has been very positive. So that's good to hear as well.
0: Now, we did have a chance to talk with danny the lead singer during the week now wait this is not the full part we're going to give the full interview up on patreon for everybody we are going to play quite a meaty chunk here just to talk through um some of these elements including about um how this has being designed for the live stage so let's have a listen to our interview with danny well, it's a very good segue into my first question here because, look, we we know you've been a Eurovision fan for a long time. We know Voyager has been knocking on the door to SBS for years to, to kind of go to Eurovision and now, look, the, the moment's finally come. How does it feel to be Australia's representative for Eurovision now it, it's finally it, it,
2: happening? It just feels right. It really does, um, especially after the popular vote last year um, was, you know, was. Overwhelmingly in our in our favour, and it just it it feels right to be at the end of a, a journey which started effectively in what 2016 or so with that hashtag Voyager for Eurovision, you know, and then it was we submitted our song, it almost got into the the top ten, that uh, was Runaway. Um, it featured briefly on Australia decides as you know the ones that didn't make the ones that got away. And then uh, me and Ash went to Australia Besides, me and the drummer, and just, you know, mingled and really just just soaked it all in. And then, of course, and then in between I went to actual Eurovision Tel Aviv, which was phenomenal. Um and here we are. Like it just it makes it makes so much sense. And and it's it makes especially a lot of sense because for so long people have been telling us on our you know, tours, whatever whatever it is, UK, USA, Japan, Mexico, people are like, you guys would be great on Eurovision. And finally, we can say, yes, we agree, and we would like to show you how great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And um, you obviously we announced on Wednesday. We're at Friday here, so it's been a good 48 hours or so. It has felt like this uh, kind of massive circus. There's been so much interest from the media here and from the fans. Uh, now that that announcement happened, What's the last couple of days been like for all of you to take all this in?
2: Just insane. It's been so crazy. Like we were bracing ourselves for a, for a media storm, but it was just, it was just. I don't think the magnitude of it quite hits you when you're in it and you're just running like a like a hamster in a wheel, going, you know, doing the project on Channel Ten, and then you're meeting the Deputy Premier here, and then you're doing this and that, and the Age and the Guardian, and, this, and you're like, oh my god, and and then you see. One of your, you know, ch- childhood uh, news presenters say the words synth metal, um, and you're like, "What? What?" <laughs> and it's just this surreal thing that, um, you know, a-, a lot of, I guess, the, the the local press and the local media, um, it's just making our parents so proud. You know, the the mums and dads are out there just like
0: my son was this, my daughter was this. <laughs> it's,
2: it's just gold. It's just gold. So it's giving back to our parents for all the music lessons that they had to cart us around for. But, you know, it's um, it feels right and it feels like the the love is there and the support is there. And it kind of feels a little similar, I think, to when we did Australia Decides in terms of the support, just mm-hmm. on a ridiculous scale. Like the magnitude is, is phenomenal. But we're still very much grounded. You know, my head's not quite in the clouds just yet.
0: Oh, well, look, you're allowed to enjoy this moment at this stage. Just, you know, take it all in. And actually, you just bring uh brought up synth metal. And look, I think there's been a lot of chat about the genre of your music, but I actually wanted to ask about the actual song itself promise. Um, so was it written with your vision in mind? And like what was the development process of of coming up with the song?
2: Yeah. So synth metal is an is an interesting one because it's probably as close as you can get in defining what we do in like two words, rather than using epic electro power, progressive pop metal with people. Are, what the hell is that? <laughs> and what's interesting is people struggle. And I've seen a few of the, of the reaction videos as well. People struggle with, they're just like, I can't classify this. What's going on. And they're, they're really struggling with that. I think in a positive way, and it's challenging mm-hmm. the listeners and challenging the viewers Um so and we've always done a mishmash of various genres. So the fact that it's making people think already and confusing people is awesome because if they kind of like it but they're not sure, then with time that will that's going to be drilled into their skulls. You know, it will. It will. It will work out. So to get back to your question, uh, Dreamer was not written for Eurovision. Um, but it was chiseled for Eurovision into a, you know, from a four and a half minute song into a three minute song and given a bit of pep and a bit of drama. Promise was absolutely risen, uh, written with Eurovision in mind because we wanted to make sure that we are, and for the first time, writing was something that's the stage. When you write music as a, as a composer, you're not thinking about staging necessarily. You're thinking about the song, the emotions, all that sort of stuff. And while Dreamer was, was awesome, it, it was dynamic and it pulled back and back and forth, but it wasn't a multi-levelled story. And I really wanted to, to to write a song that was a story where it starts off with a person who's never watched, never heard of Voyager, watching this, going, "Okay, okay." And then, and you can see this in the reaction videos but we go, oh, it's rock! What the hell?" And then it pulls, <laughs> and then it pulls back, and then it kind of just you know it just grooves along for a bit and then back it goes into rock and then it it the heavens open and it just crushes you into metal and people are like what and there's a growl and people are just freaking out and then it's this beautiful this sort of calm after the storm where you kind of get you know this regeneration and then this glorious ending with guitar solo and guitar solo. So did we try to jam a lot into the song absolutely but it's 3 minutes where we've got on the world stage to impress all the different things that we do and we do well and we've got to condense it into 3 minutes and to be to be perfectly honest i don't know this conjecture some people go like, oh, I prefer dreamer and this like th- this song i think is a better song for eurovision because of the staging because the drama the character development that it builds is with Eurovision in mind. So it was a really, really interesting way to write and a, a, a really refreshing way to write songs because you don't really think about staging, as I said, when you're writing.
0: Okay, some great insights there from Danny about the the whole Australian entry. There was a lot of talk about obviously trying to make this for Eurovision. What were your thoughts, Mike?
1: Yeah, look, you know, sometimes we frown about, oh, don't write a song specifically for Eurovision, but I think in this case it really, really works. And you can see that whole journey that the song takes you through. So it's thought out, it's planned for the staging and it's planned for the band to perform this live. So very, very good. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring to the stage.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're right. Like I think when it's like the inverted commas Eurovision song, it's a bit more the form- formulaic type mm. of approach. I think more about when people need to consider because you need to consider Eurovision. Everyone's like, oh, it's a good song. It's a good song. No, it's not. It has to be three minutes. It has to have immediate impact and it has to work on stage. So you do have to consider the contest. And I think they really have because they get Eurovision Danny's a big fan, the band's a big fan, and I think they know exactly what they want to do. And they've obviously got a vision in mind, wouldn't share any details, but uh, I I like that they've done it in that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just the absolute enthusiasm that they have for going. This is really a dream come true for them kind of thing. So you could just tell they're just so excited. He is just so excited about going and, and, and what's coming up.
0: Yeah, so we'll have the full interview um, on Patreon uh, for everyone. We will get it up on YouTube as well later, but straight away go and have a listen if you're on Patreon because there's a lot of great stuff he talks about, including some of the entries that he likes this year's so with a couple of surprises. Mm-hmm. We talk about yes. his hair <laughs> and a lot more interesting stuff there as well. So yes. it'll be up soon there.
1: Well, it was another big week in Eurovision and I think it's going to get even a bit bigger next week, is it though?
0: Oh, well, yeah, it's, we're not to the kind of super Sunday, super Saturday category, but there's a lot happening during the week. So number one, Sunday evening, your Monday morning here in Australia, we will have the Polish national final. We've only just got the songs, all 10 songs out now. So a couple of interesting ones there. It will be um, uh, fascinating to see what they go for. Poland seem to be imp- on their way up in Eurovision. So let's see if they can back up from last year. During the week, we're going to have the two semi finals of Serbia on the 1st and the 2nd of March. And then also on the 1st of March, we get the song from Netherlands, Mia and Dion. Uh, Mia has previously lived in Melbourne, so Aussie connection there. And then Cyprus on the 2nd of March release uh, their song, which is our one and only Aussie Andrew Lambrew with Break a Broken Heart that will be coming out as well. Very excited about that one. And then on Friday in Europe, Saturday morning, Australia, we have Germany on the lead for Liverpool. So we'll see how that one turns out. Need to see the lives. And then the Saturday night, Sunday morning in next weekend will be Iceland coming to a conclusion, Serbia coming to a conclusion, and Moldova finishing off their national final with a couple of big names there, including the Sunstroke Project. We have Melfest final And to finish off, we have Festival de from Portugal semifinal two. That's the things we know is happening.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so a minimum of another five songs to be added to the lineup after next week.
0: Oh, it's really starting to jump up now, isn't it? Like we've only got a couple weeks left, you know, that's it's exciting stuff. So looking forward to the week ahead. Very much so. Well, that's everything for this week. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. This We will be back in the same room next week to discuss things. So thanks for putting up with our one and hopefully only ever remote podcast for <laughs> Aussie Vision.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. So catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at Aussie Vision
0: Net. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon, the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.